0: There was a washroom downstairs in our place and it didn't work. It hadn't worked since we moved in. So we had shut the toilet off. Like, it was like, don't use this. This isn't, you know, we thought it was like safe because we had it like blocked off. There was always band gear blocking it. Uh, But someone found their way to the washroom and uh, proceeded to use the toilet. That clearly didn't work.
1: Welcome back, Bannock folks. You're listening to another episode of Bannock the show that holds it down for the underground sound. Here in Ontario, Canada, we bring musicians, promoters, photographers, anyone involved in the music scene who has a story to tell that's completely outrageous. And uh, yeah, we bring them on the show, have them tell their story, feature some of the music or uh, whatever they're trying to feature, some of their favorite bands from Ontario. And then we have a jolly good time together talking about Ontario music. This is the Ontario Music Podcast. And I'm your host, phil paxton thanks you for tuning in today don't forget to like subscribe rate review uh comment on whatever podcast app you're listening to uh you know tell a friend tell them about whatever new tunes you're hearing about on uh, on the podcast uh spread the good word follow us on our instagram at anecdotes b-a-n-d-e-c-d-o-t-e-s and if you're a guest or a musician or a promoter of some sort, someone involved in the music scene, and you want to tell a wild story here on Banecdotes, reach out to me. Banecdotes at gmail.com. I also do these episodes, new music of the month episodes, where I feature all the new tunes that have come out of Ontario in that month. So if you got a single dropping this month in December or next month, shoot them my way, and I'll happily feature them. There's no gimmick. There's no fee or anything. I do this Free of charge because I love music and I love sharing uh, music, especially coming out of Ontario. Lots of cool tunes always coming out of here. And, uh, yeah, If uh, I also do these episodes. Go to the Throwback Thursday episodes. And if you have an old band, old demos that are just somewhere on Reverb Nation or, you know, somewhere obscure that, you know, would love to see the light of day, shoot them my way. Would love to feature them. Hey, shows are back and we got shows to announce here in Ontario all over the place uh, with your mask and vax card of course, make sure you show that stuff, Cothra is going on tour, desperate tour for purpose, starting December 11th going to December 19th they're hitting Brampton, Ottawa, Sherbrooke Montreal and ha- uh, Hamilton that'll be a great time December 12th in London we got Falsifier, Underlier, Jock and Losing Sight, and that's at Rum Runners. That's going to be a great time. Make sure you check that out. All great bands. Uh, Jan 1st, we got a heavy hidden show here in St. Catharines. At Warehouse, we got Wildside, Millspect, My Band, Hellbent, Reality Denied, and Die Alone or opening up that show. You can grab tickets online at WarehouseNiagara.com. That one's going to be a ripper every time. And uh, we got some more shows to announce uh, coming in uh, following those days. They haven't been completely solidified, but uh, yeah, keep your ear to the ground. You'll, you'll get stoked on them. Uh, Jan 1st in Windsor, however, we got Strange Limbs opening up with our pals Trauma Model and in Rust and Plague. Uh, ...are opening up that show. That is a crazy lineup. So anyone in the Windsor, Detroit area... uh, ...yeah, come on over. Come on over to the border. We got some wicked stuff going on. Teeth are going on tour in January. From January 5th to 9th... ...they're doing Hamilton, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal. And January 14th... ...in Brampton... ...at Spot One Grill... ...we have Year of the Knife... ...with Cold Shoulder... ...Friction... ...Cohesion real world. That is a hell of a lineup. And our buddy Kyle from Cohesion and Soulless Music Promotions is putting on that show. That's going to be a great show. Make sure you get your tickets online. Far into next year, London is bringing all these friggin' concerts. Uh, March 5th, they got Protest the Hero coming through. March 18th, at Rum Runners, they got Wonder Years with Spanish love songs. That's crazy. Laura Jane Grace of Against Me is coming through London on March 13th. And, uh, April 10th, we got hot water music coming through london crazy shows always happening in ontario music is growing music is coming back make sure you get your tickets online for all those events you know how it is you know physical tickets aren't really much of a thing anymore when i was selling tickets anyway most of my sales were always e-transfers so screw that just go online get your tickets it's so much more convenient you just got them on your phone throw them in your wallet or whatever makes it super easy all right, let's get on to my guest this week. We have Stacey Jones. She's the vocalist of a band called Bad Egg. who are from KW, Kitchener-Waterloo area, although she currently resides in Windsor, where she's going to school. Uh, but she also puts on the Kitchener-Waterloo punk rock flea market that happens in that area. Uh, and she also has a hand in Pink Lemonade Records, which Sinner's is affiliated with. So we've crossed paths many a times before, uh, playing shows and uh, then throwing shows and having us on the bill, whether it was Hellbent or Sinner. So, uh, yeah, we hit it off really well. She, she's a pet enthusiast, and uh, we love pets, you know, on the show. So uh, we had a great conversation. So let's get the show started off with a bad egg tune. This song is called Get Off My Guts. You're on Banecdotes. <laughs> good afternoon stacy how's your day been so far
0: oh not too bad just attempted to go out and shop which was already a nightmare because i guess it's the christmas season and i didn't even think about that so
1: yeah <laughs> I, I people all are my, crazy right now yeah yeah they're insane i, I bought all yeah. my uh christmas gifts online because i was just yeah. like just send them to my house it'll be easier yeah for sure yeah yeah, cuz it's like the Black Friday sales that are going on, but that doesn't really exist in Canada. It's a weird th- limbo thing.
0: Yeah, I think it's, it's well, capitalism, they'll just they'll just use anything, right, to try and sell more. So, um i here in Windsor and like uh, because we're so close to the Detroit border, um it's actually like the American Thanksgiving is a pretty big thing here because there's a lot of um families that live, you know, in Windsor and Detroit. So, yeah, I, I didn't even think about that either, but it's been kind of crazy this weekend, so.
1: Oh, wow. I took my dog yeah. to get his nails clipped this morning, and he wasn't very happy <laughs> about that, but he got a pig's ear <laughs> after that, so. Uh, nice, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so by now, I've let the listeners know what you do, and but tell us, in your words, uh, what you do for the music community.
0: Sure. Um, okay, well, um, on top of uh, being uh, the vocalist in Bad Egg, um, I also coordinate the punk rock flea market in the Kitchener-Waterloo area. Um, I deal mostly with the vendors and artists, so that's kind of been um, a thing. And also, um, I've been putting on shows in various ways since I was probably about 17 or 18 in Kitchener-Waterloo, so um, I've been around for a while. And um, yeah, we also, Chris and I, my partner, um, who probably everybody knows, we uh, ran a house venue for what felt like five years, but was actually just about a year and a bit, um, the snake pit. And so we had a lot of bands come through there. Um, and, and, you know, that, that really sort of just developed into, when that closed, we started to do more shows um, in venues and stuff in the Kitchener-Waterloo area. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, so uh, Bad Egg was busy a couple of weeks back uh, playing like the lemonade stand. Uh, do you want to tell yeah. the listeners, for the people who may not know, what, what is the lemonade stand?
0: so um, the lemonade stand it's sort of a project that we were working on with our friends from silver drop media um, and it's just sort of came about during the pandemic when you know bands couldn't perform live and so we were kind of trying to come up with some ways to um you know you know put band sets out there because you know a lot of bands are still jamming and and there's still things going on musically um and so we put that together as sort of a Recording band sets. Um, So we did the first uh, trial run with Bad Egg and Block Parent. um, And we recorded full live sets at the Block Parent Jam Hall. So,
1: yeah. Was that streamed or was there like like, cut and edited after?
0: It it was definitely cut and edited. They did a phenomenal job. But, yeah, we wanted to present it as kind of like a good, uh, you know, it was a good way to get uh, the bands out there and and, uh, a kind of a substitute for live performance in whatever way it was. So, yeah,
1: I think it turned out great. Yeah. Both you and uh block parent killed it. Uh block Parent's such a cool band. They're just like that fun skate punk kind of sound.
0: Yeah, for sure. They, they've definitely got their, uh, they're just, they're so much fun, right? Like, um, so they're, and they're, they're good friends of ours. And, and so it just, it worked out nicely that uh, we got to do it. You know, we share kind of jam space um, we're at the same band hall. So uh,
1: yeah, it was great. Does Bad Egg have any plans for any upcoming releases for the new year?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, we, we've we slowly been, you know, uh, plugging away at doing some recording. Um, our drummer, uh, Bill, who you might know from, like, your pal Bill and Wordplay and, like, a thousand other bands, um, <laughs> <laughs> where we've been recording some tracks um, with him, actually, because he wanted to, to, you know, give it a go and see. So we've been slowly uh, putting stuff out there. We had initially planned to get it out. A little sooner, and then just with the way the world has existed, and you know things are constantly changing, and you know lockdowns and no lockdowns. So uh, it's been taking us a while longer, but hopefully um, we'll be putting out an uh, EP in you know the new year, probably spring sometime. I think is the goal at this point.
1: Fine, fine. Any any plans for shows?
0: Um, we we just had a couple shows um, that we managed to sneak in before the new year, which was was awesome. Um. We we're definitely in the works with a few things, got a few ideas going, but um, it, again, it's always just kind of playing it by ear and seeing, you know, because again, they've changed capacity restrictions for venues and stuff a little bit, so um, we're kind of just waiting it out and see how things play out um, before we book anything solid. But definitely, we've got some plans for 2022. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's exciting. That's uh, t- so. Is Bad Egg one of the first bands you've ever played in? It is the very first band I've ever been in, yes, oh, Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: uh, so like, is that well, that's not what got you into punk rock music growing up, but what got you into that growing up?
0: uh well, so I guess you know when I was about well, first of all, I had um my cousin um who' was a couple years older than me, Ryan, he has always he was always in bands, um always playing, you know he was always kind of ahead of his time in terms of being into alternative music and so. You know, when I was a lot younger, it would have been the likes of like corn and things like that, right? But uh, as it progresses, he got a bit older. He got more into punk, like skate punk, Um, and uh, I just kind of got into it through him because I spent a lot of time with my cousins growing up. And um, so when I was about 14 or so, kind of got into like No Effects, and you know, you get into like the Sum 41, No Effects, like that kind of stuff. Started going to local shows because the high school that I went to had a, a few. Uh, local punk bands, Handheld being the main one. They're a pretty legendary skate punk band in, in Kitchener-Waterloo anyways. Um, and so I just started going to shows probably when I was about 15, um, getting up to local shows and uh, with some friends. And um, I was kind of hooked since then. And uh, as I got older, you get involved in the scene and you, you know, you kind of find your way at that point. Like, I don't play an instrument. I don't do any of that. I've always loved the idea of a band, but, you know, um, I found other ways to get involved, whether it be, you know, working the door at shows or, you know, writing for zines or just different things like that. So, um, yeah, just, just kind of through high school that developed. And then as, you know, get as I got older, I just uh, continued going to shows and kind of cool watching the evolution of the like scene in Kitchener Waterloo from when I was about 14 or 15 into what it
1: is now. So, uh, and you're, are you still with uh, pink lemonade?
0: Yeah, so yeah. so we um in I guess um I wonder that's we kind of I can't even remember dates anymore. It's all been a blur, but um in the last you know year or so we uh in talking with Scott, um, Scott Rubello and and from Pink Lemonade and Frank Dukes and um, you know, they were kind of looking to expand a little bit on um on the label and you know, uh, so Chris and I and our friend Zach, we decided to kind of jump on board with Pink Lemonade and um, just like, you know, four heads is better than one in terms of getting out there and, and getting, you know, our outreach going and working on projects and um, just getting Pink Lemonade out there a little bit more. And so, um, yeah, that's uh, we've kind of been working on that since since we were added and I can't remember when we kind of did that, but it was kind of into the beginning of this year, I think, so.
1: Oh, right on. So, Big Lemonade has always been Kitchener-Waterloo base, but I know that you you just said that you recently moved to Windsor. What's the Windsor yeah. scene like in comparison to the old stomping ground?
0: So, we moved to Windsor during the pandemic because <laughs> I went back to school. So, I'm in university full time, um, and it just kind of made sense for us here. Um, we, you know, we knew some bands um, through shows and stuff. Um, you know, made some friends here, which which was kind of nice. So um we haven't really been able to partake in whatever the music scene has to offer in windsor um at this point because by the time we got here nothing was really going on um but uh windsor we've we've been to shows in the past before the pandemic and um windsor is pretty rad they've got they love their heavy music here in windsor so like metal hardcore um you know like minors and uh, well, what do you got, Psychic Void, there's a ton of false, There's a ton of bands coming out of Windsor um, that are doing the hardcore thing so um, it's definitely a heavy vibe here uh, hopefully, you know, and in the time that we're still here, shows will start to pop up again, I know that um, Tyson from Black Market Booking is getting back into shows and stuff so you know, that, that's certainly kind of the area Chris and I you know, that, that's our scene so uh, it'll be great to get out to some of those shows once mm-hmm. they get going
1: what are you going to school, uh, university for? Uh, I'm doing my bachelor's social work. So, um,
0: yeah, yeah. So I, I worked as an EA, like educational assistant. So working with special needs students. I've done that for, oh, goodness, like 12 years now. Um, and so when the pandemic came around, it was kind of like, I love my job, but I had sort of hit the like top of where I could go in my field. And it was like, well, what's next? And you know, just making crazy moves during the pandemic. I was like, let's do it. It was finally, I'd wanted to go back to school for a while. And, um, it just seemed like a good time to, to get, get back to it. So
1: if things like say things are starting to open up in Windsor, would you ever consider Mm -hmm. throwing a, like a punk rock flea market in like Windsor?
0: Oh, absolutely. I think, um, you know, it there's a there's already you know when there's an est when you come into an area and there's already a sort of an established scene, um, I think it's really key to work with people that are already doing things within the scene. I think you know, um, there's a lot of people that have put in work and and are trying to develop something here. And so if I can get involved with people that are sort of already working on projects and stuff, I I would gladly like provide my resources and and get out there and do something with it. But yeah, it'd be great to have a. Punk rock fleet come to Windsor area so um, that's certainly a goal in the new year and um, we plan to stick around for a little while I've got a couple more years left of school so
1: right on right on uh, yeah. uh, what are some of your favorite bands in Ontario that have caught your attention within the last year or so let's see in the last little while
0: um well like uh I think I I, I don't know what they're doing and like right now the pandemic's kind of Made everything a little weird, but Psychic Void from Windsor are probably up there with, like, one of the best bands in in Ontario right now, in my opinion. Um, They put out, what, I guess, almost two years ago now, they put out um, Skeleton's Paradise, which was probably the album of the year for me. Um... I'm trying to kind of think of who else uh is out there i love our boys from london like Mono Negatives. uh they kind of came out of a few different bands in the isolation party and other bands in the area so uh, i love those guys um to death and uh yeah i mean like it's it's sort of been in the last couple of years i i wish i i had gotten out there a bit more but uh it's it's always there's so many new bands coming out and uh keeping track of them all is like <laughs> it's pretty it could be a task but um yeah like I mean those are probably some of the key the key bands that I've been really into obviously I love Lilum um is up there definitely with one of the best bands in Ontario as well those guys are the best dudes and the best you know they've been around for a long time and love them so much so
1: yeah they're definitely a big one for me What was the, do you remember one of the last gigs you played with Bad Egg before things started shutting down?
0: Uh, Yeah, actually we played, uh, the last gig we played before things shut down was the um, Punk Rock Flea Market, like the holiday market. So we played that in December and um, that was with psychic void and it was supposed to be with Lilam. Um, they were supposed to play as well. There are a ton of bands. We always have about eight or 10 bands on. Um, and unfortunately there is, they couldn't make it. I think you probably know that cause you were supposed to do a little run of shows, I think Hellbent with them yeah. in January. And then was it the drummer had injured himself or something like that. And so it was like a recovery thing. Um, but yeah, so the holiday market was the last big one that we played for, before things shut down. So, um, that was a good time. That was in Kitchener Waterloo at the chainsaw rest in peace. Unfortunately that place is uh, a very douchey bar now, but <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of a bummer, but, um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, that would have been the last show we played. Uh,
1: I think, I think maybe one of the last times I've seen you in person was actually when Bad Egg and Sinner played in Guelph.
0: Yes. Yes. With, um, with disgust. And what was the other one? Um,
1: uh, bastard son.
0: Yes. Bastard son. That was the one. Yeah. That was what, I guess that was like November of
1: 2019. I think so. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) It was wild. Yeah. That
0: was, that was a good, that was a good show. That was, um, I always love playing those shows where you know like I think like obviously like Bad Egg and and Sinner kind of fit you know together a little bit more than you know perhaps the other two but it was it was a great show and I was I, I was going to shows like that not sure what like how we're going to be received because I I can be a little brash and and you know uh <laughs> not to uh, you know harp on like the death metal scene but you know sometimes the politics and the you know my sorry it doesn't always go over well so uh I was it went phenomenal and people really vibed with, with us and with sinner as well. And so uh, it was actually really a really great experience. I wasn't sure, you know, going into it, how it was going to be in it. It turned out to be awesome. And uh, we connected with some really cool people that show. So
1: Jimmy jazz can always offer a, a strain. It can either offer like a, like a, a weird vibe and no one's really out, or it can be mm-hmm. a completely packed show. It's a, it all depends yes. on your night.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, and, you know, if, Uh, The nice thing was playing with Disgust. They're a Cambridge band and Cambridge being so close to Guelph. And they hadn't played in, oh my gosh, I can't even remember the last time Disgust played. So uh, that certainly was helpful as well, right? They had a ton of fans come out to see them. So, um, but yeah, it was a packed, that was a packed house, if I recall correctly. (laughs) It was pretty sweet.
1: (laughs) Now, uh, let's get into the DIY house that you used to run. What was the name of it again?
0: Uh, The Snake Pit.
1: The Snake Pit. That's right. Did you live there as well? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember.
0: Yeah. yeah, for sure. So it was um, Chris and I, we lived there, and we had um, a few roommates as well. Um, and, yeah, so we lived there, and then we did shows pretty frequently. Uh, that was sort of the the deal with that place was, like, we're going to move into this place. And we had done a few shows at our previous house that we rented um, with the roommates. And so, um, but it was, like, Far more few and far between, and then when we went to Snake Pit, it was pretty funny. We we went, Chris and I went and looked at the place, um, and I think our other roommate um, Matthias came as well. And uh, we <laughs> the the house that we moved into, we knew it was going to be demolished at some point. It was um, sitting on property that investors owned, um, and they were going to turn it into a student condo. The plans had been um, declined, like they hadn't been approved. Um, the previous you know, cycle by the city, I think it had something to do with how large they wanted the development to be. Um, And so they couldn't come to an agreement with the city. Um, And so they had to do something with this house, but it couldn't be a student house because it didn't meet the codes that it needed to, to to rent out to students, which is wild. But so we kind of knew what we were getting ourselves into moving into this place, right? It was just sort of like, this is here, it's in a good location. And it was so funny, we were talking to the, um, the landlords and they were showing us the place and they were like, well, you know, like kind of like it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And, and Chris, they were asking us what we do and we we're like, Oh, you know, we play music and, and we do shows at venues and stuff. And as the, the, the one landlord, he happened to, he was an older guy, play guitar and stuff. And he was like, walks us down to the basement and he's like, you could probably have like, you know, some performances here. And we were like, Oh yeah. I don't know about that. Oh, maybe, you know what? Yeah. Maybe that would work. And it was just a- so, <laughs> The whole time we were like oh 100 percent we looked at the place and we were like yeah this is going to be a show house like if you because you went downstairs and it was like a pretty long it felt small but it, it there was a surprising amount of room down there and it, it almost like had a platform at the end of the big room that looked almost like a stage it was only raised slightly but we were like yeah so the, the, it just became like and then we had so much interest um from bands um because there's always, I I don't know about, you know, where you're from, but we always find there's a lack of venues for all, you know, heavy bands to play. So there is a huge demand for us to uh, have bands at the place. We had people getting in touch with us all the time. So there was, we probably had a show every three weeks or so at that place.
1: Oh, wow. That's, that's quite awesome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It turned into that for sure. And um, honestly, it was, uh, we we were in a very, um, like, we were right by the Wilfrid Laurier University. So um, it, it worked out nicely because we never really got bothered by the authorities because they realized we weren't university students and we weren't causing a scene outside of the house. So nobody ever bothered us there. We had a ton of shows there. I mean, we had, you know, Grip Bear. We had a lot of heavy bands play in the basement and, and never once did we even have any complaint whatsoever. So like, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, Yeah, that's
1: crazy. Cops never showed up.
0: No, not once. The only time we ever had a a police officer show up at our door was um, during the um, St. Patrick's day is a big, big thing uh, at Wilfrid Laurier and, and Kitchener Waterloo and the street, they always shut down the street beside where we were so we were on the main street king street and then ezra was like we were kind of on the corner and ezra is like the party street like so like twenty thousand kids show up on this street for saint patrick's day wow it's wild it's bonkers um and the only the only time we had police show up was about two days before they were canvassing in the area talking about like they were trying to, you know, get kids trying to, like, say, like, oh, we're going to be ticketing and, you know, don't show up because it's not sanctioned and, and you know, we'll shut it down. And they never successfully shut it down because it's just from 8 a.m. on, it's just packed. So that was literally the only time we ever had them show up at the door. And I was like, I, I think Chris and I answered the door and we were like, yeah, we're uh, we're not students. And they were like, oh, OK, whatever. And they just kind of <laughs> left. Yeah. <laughs>
1: amazing it's 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 hilarious that like you know the the students are causing so much of a ruckus that you can have a full-blown house party going on like with the house show and the cops don't like they're like oh you're not students okay yeah no we don't care
0: yeah yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy what are some of the ongoing problems like one would run into with like running a diy spot out of their house
0: um well i mean we thankfully like the music community is so great in in Kitchener-Waterloo and we literally never had any uh, any issues um at shows with like nothing nothing we couldn't handle ourselves right so it was like um we were pretty lucky people were typically really respectful of the space right like um I can't I don't think we ever had any issues with like fights or anything like that um Not for shows. I mean, we had some questionable roommates that had questionable friends and like, (laughs) but that was never a show thing. That was always them. So um, other than that, I mean, (laughs) one time we had like, uh somebody like there was a washroom downstairs in our place and it didn't work it hadn't worked since we moved in so we had shut the toilet off like it was like don't use this this isn't you know we thought it was like safe because we had it like blocked off there was always band gear blocking it uh but someone found their way to the washroom (laughs) because you know intoxication levels can be high relatively high at a house show and uh proceeded to use the toilet that clearly didn't work so they must have been pretty (laughs) so I think that was like yeah that was that was quite an experience to like to deal with but um beyond that I mean it's really just like you know making sure that um people aren't hanging out front that was sort of always like we you know it'd be one thing to have a few people on the porch but we always tried to limit you know the amount of people out front because that that is a that's one way to get things shut down, right? If you constantly have like a hundred people out on your front porch, then you know somebody's gonna notice something. But um that and thankfully, we like I said, because of the nature of the house and knowing that eventually it was going to get demolished, like as soon as we moved out, it was gone. Um things got destroyed in the basement. And like I, I remember the first the very first show we had there was, uh, Bear, Hopeless Youth. Um, who else? There's another band. Um, and like, I think Ribeiro was the first or second band to play. And within like two songs and people moshing, somebody went through the wall in the basement. So there was this like hole, this body shaped hole beside the stage in the drywall. And it just stayed there for the <laughs> entire time we were there. Cause we were <laughs> like, I'm not wasting my time, like dealing with that. Like that's just part of the aesthetic now. So.
1: <laughs> Someone straight yeah. up pulled a, uh, like a Kool-Aid man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> like a reverse Kool-Aid man. I think somebody got like thrown into it, but like, <laughs> yeah,
1: that's awesome. That's was awesome. Great. Yeah. What are some of your favorite acts you got to play the, the, the snake pit?
0: Oh goodness. Well, uh, we had, well, like Robert, we had, we had, um, hopeless youth was cool what was the, i can't remember the name of the band that they were touring with they're from out west um and it was crazy because that was our first show uh who else did we have that was like wow well, we had you guys hellbent played we had um i'm trying to think oh alien boys which was a like i don't know if you're familiar with alien boys but they're a, a really great punk band out of van uh vancouver um and they have members of uh the rebel spell so erica uh, in alien boys was in the rebel spell um so that was a really great band that came through they're they're pretty big out out west and um that was like a that was a nice one in august we did with them and so I, like i'm thinking of all of the bands we've had through. we've had maldita played there as well um oh, Uncle Ray, Uncle Ray was a big one. Oh, B.P. Guan, probably one of the best bands to come through the Snake Pit. That was such a good. Uh, that was with Uncle Ray and um, a, a local band called Brazen Bull, and that was probably that was probably one of the heaviest shows we had at the house, like just in terms of like you know wall of amps and just like that groovy sort of like you know doomy metal. Uh, that was that was a really solid show. Uh, we have, and then like. We had, like, uh, the Filthy Radicals played, um, John Creedon and the Flying Hellfish. Oh, goodness. Uh, Shitrat. Oh, Sago played there as well with um, Maldita and Shitrat. I don't know if you're familiar. That was our old drummer, Shangus, his band. Um, And, yeah, I mean, there's probably a ton that I'm missing, but that was, like, uh, that's just a few of the bigger ones and the ones that, you know, we had really good shows for. So,
1: when helmet so i i could be completely mistaken but one of my first times that we ever played in kitchener waterloo i swear it was the snake bit i think breezy had been in touch with you folks i don't really remember it like i remember showing up and you folks were so welcoming everybody was so nice there and uh there was a guy who showed up and he is forever deemed as edibles guy uh (laughs) yeah and uh yeah yeah and (laughs) um He was selling edibles and uh, this is yeah. actually if i'm not mistaken this was actually before legalization so this guy's just like yeah. i'm selling edibles and i'm like i'm buying your edibles yeah <laughs> so i bought a bunch of edibles and like we we were de- like i was super stoned it was nick's birthday that night so like every like we were celebrating we were having a great time i shouted yeah, out yeah. on the mic i was like shout outs to edibles guy he's the best and then he came up to me after and he's like because you like plugged me during your set <laughs> here's some more edibles and i'm like oh yeah. man, this is amazing like, yeah so like like yeah. that was our first experience with the snake pit and like we were like we're forever in love with kitchener waterloo like this is one yeah. of the best games that we'll ever play and like every time that we yeah. have like some sort of like pink lemonade anytime that we're in like uh you folks are involved with the show i'm always like oh it's gonna be a good time like this is it's, yeah. it's always undoubtedly gonna be a good time
0: yeah, for sure. No, <laughs> that's, that's, I love that. Yeah, I know our buddy Devon. Um d uh, uh, if you're familiar with the band Logger, um, he's in Logger. Uh, Chris played in Logger for a while um, before we moved and
1: um, they're another great band from the Kitchener-Waterloo area, so. Does he play in Mr. Hands as well?
0: Nope, that would be Brandon uh, and uh, a few others. Yeah, no, unfortunately not Mr. Hanson. <laughs> uh, they're so great too. I love those guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> they're what? always uh, a hilarious show to watch. Yeah, for sure. Jimbo, Jimbo, the, the the vocalist, is probably one of the funniest dudes I've ever met, so...
1: <laughs> So, as a major pet lover myself, uh, I need to know all the animals that you live with and their names, please.
0: Okay, so we have (laughs) my cat. (laughs) Uh, Our cat's name is Dora. She is a chonky, tabby cat. Um, (laughs) And then our dog, Gromit. So, our dog, Gromit, was a um, rescue from Mexico. Um, He came over when he was um, probably like two months old like eight weeks old um through a friend of a work friend her sister um works with sort of a rescue and um vaccination spay and neuter clinic in in mexico um and so they with the overpopulation they were we had sort of recently lost you did you meet Otis? I don't, can't remember if you met our dog, Otis. I believe big, I did meet He was Otis, like a yeah. Mastiff boxer, yeah. So, unfortunately, he had, like, recently passed away, and we weren't sure what we were going to do. And then um, my friend was like, well, uh, my sister-in-law rescues dogs from Mexico. And so she just, like, sent me this plethora of, like, puppy pictures um, of these, like, Mexican rescue dogs, and, and we just fell in love with the picture of Gromit. And so... He, uh, he came over here at about, yeah, eight weeks old, and he's, we don't really know what he is, because mom was a street dog, so, uh, but he definitely uh, looks kind of like he would be like a greyhound or some kind of sighthound, because he's super tall, like, and lean, um, mixed with, like, oh goodness, who knows, like, beagles, some kind of, like, he almost looks like a Jack Russell on, like, steroids, because he's got super long legs, <laughs> <laughs> and he has the same markings as Jack Russells do, but he's like longer.
1: <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. We're pretty sure, like uh, our dog Buckley is. Uh, he's a rescue dog as well, so we don't quite know uh, uh, a whole bunch about his past. But we're sure he's like a greyhound mixed with like a Chihuahua. He's like this, yeah. like <laughs> lean looking, but he's like Chihuahua. Like he's got he does the yeah. tremolin. Like it's yeah, yeah. he <laughs> definitely got those traits. Ah, uh, dogs can't can't live without him.
0: No, it's true. He's he's our baby for sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, before we get in some anecdotes with each other, you're—I know you're a fan of wrestling.
0: Uh yes, yeah. I've I've been a fan of wrestling since since I was a young lass. My dad and I used to watch it together. You know, when I was like five, six, seven, you know, whatever. <laughs> so I've been watching it since then, and and it's always just been one of those things that. I've been into and uh, it's really funny to see sort of the progression of it being super lame like you know you know at one point in my life it was like I'm not gonna you know I'm like 13 and I'm not gonna tell people that I watch like WWF wrestling because like I don't know there is there's always that sort of but uh it's really cool to see how it's like progressed into something that like a lot of people are watching so mm-hmm. um yeah but yeah I've been a wrestling fan for for quite some time.
1: If you were to create a wrestling persona for yourself, what would it be? What would be your intro music, and what would be your finishing move?
0: Oh, okay. So, <laughs> I, uh, I've definitely uh, with Chris created my wrestler in one of the WWE Two K yeah. games. <laughs> um, so I've already decided. I used to play roller derby um, as well, and I was like the chick that like skated in full corpse paint so I would definitely be rocking corpse paint if I was <laughs> a wrestler um the, the wrestler's name that we came up with because you're limited in wrestling games was Black Dawn but it would definitely be something like kind of gothy I think um <laughs> so wrestling yeah persona that would be an oh finisher oh I definitely like my I, I love like um luchador, like I love Mexican wrestling. Um and so like just that high flying, but I could never like I am not the size or type of person that could ever pull off that style of wrestling. So I don't know, I'd be like a DDT or like something like that. <laughs> like something just like hard hitting and, and you know. Yeah, like a stone cold stunner or something Uh, yeah maybe that would be it (laughs) some variation of the stone cold stunner for sure
1: nice nice yeah when when i really liked uh wrestling growing up my my yeah uh i was also into the the luchadors and the uh ray mysterio right ray mysterio yeah yeah yeah. the 619 i always loved that like turnbuckle Mm -hmm. thing you always did yeah Yeah. yeah it was crazy loved it loved it Let's get into some anecdotes with each other uh let's tell me sure. tell me some of your wildest stories from being in a band whether it's on the road or in the studio or anything in between
0: um I'm just kind of trying to I, I thought of a few of them um we always have broken tables wherever we play we tend <laughs> to have people that just like and I think actually at the show that we played out with you guys at Jimmy Jazz a table got broken because uh <laughs> Nate from Karloff just like just, you know, just like, like mid-set, just people get hyped. And, and I think he just like launched off a table and the tabletop just kind of like flopped off, you know, because it's Jimmy Jazz. Like, let's be real. Nothing in there is, you know, sacred or safe. Like, it's, yeah. it's all broken. <laughs> but um, so there's always that. Um, I guess we played. So actually, we played just last Sunday. Actually, we played. Um, speaking of wrestling we played, at, a buddy of mine runs something called No Ring North. And so it's just no ring deathmatch wrestling essentially is what it is. That's, that's, and so we played um the, like the VIP, like we opened sort of that event. And so there was a match before us and like, I've never seen Scott, like, <laughs> cause Scott's on guitar. I have never seen him so hyped to play a set as he was after we watched like three people fight so it was like our buddy that Kyle I think it was Jesse Mack and I forget the name of the other wrestler but they were in like There's just this like it was at the old 765 I don't know if you've ever been to that place in London oh yeah okay. yeah totally totally yeah, yeah yeah for sure so so it's in the back there and he, there's like a raised section um and then the stage is like on the floor and so they had the match up on the like the raised section it was just like pelting each other with garbage cans and like, you know, albums and um yeah, I don't know. And and, and it's deathmatch too, right? So it, it's pretty aggressive. But uh <laughs> that was definitely uh, that really hype I I that really hypes you up to play a set, like especially a hardcore set when you just watch like three people beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um
0: so that that was wild. Um so we, we played that and then there was like six more matches after that. And it was just, um, we were pretty well received. I think we're aggressive and in your face, just like that style of wrestling. So, um, you know, we had quite a few people come up and be like, oh, that was sick, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a pretty wild experience for us. We had been planning something like that before um, the pandemic. And so it was nice to finally play that show and merge like that wrestling uh, our love of wrestling and, and, you know, violence and, and music. So that was, that was certainly a fun one, um, that we played. Uh, I'm trying to, think. Oh, I guess, um, I can't remember again. I can't remember if if you guys were playing or if you were down for any of it, but we ran a music festival, uh, Chris and I, in partnership with, um, Kyle from have hope we ran, um, choose your own fest in Kitchener Waterloo. So it was a music festival, uh, that was in April of it was four twenty actually. So we re ran the uh, the festival at four twenty. Um, and we um, we played a set that day. and we you know we we played at Harmony Lunch, which you've played there before. So you know it's not it's not a large place. Um, and we uh, we didn't really know what to expect. so so Bad Egg played that on top of running the festival all day. We were running back and forth between four different venues. Um, and then we played and and we didn't really know what to expect from it Uh, we had a great turnout um, for the festival in general we had sold a ton of tickets and and um, we're really happy with the turnout for that and then we so Bad Egg was playing we played a um, we played a Black Flag cover set so we went by Black Rag because I'm crass and you know whatever. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, I still have pins from that and, and anyways and so we we were playing a black leg uh cover set and then we also you know played played our own songs at the end um and we kind of got to Harmony Lunch and it was already rammed like before we even set up and it was like so capacity at that place I think was about 60 to 70 um not including staff and which like it, it it gets pretty tight in there. And so we, we showed up and we um, we set up and it was already like, the crowd was just going crazy before we even started playing. And, and I didn't really think about the fact that, you know, we were running this festival and playing a black flag cover set, which is something that people love cover sets. Um, and so we just, like, that place was rammed. There were people outside of the glass window, and people were moshing before we even started playing. Like, the crowd was, like, <laughs> surging upon us as we're, like, getting set up. And um, the fa- one of my favorite parts about that was that was the first show that my my mom and my stepdad and my sister and my stepsister that was the first show they decided to come to and see me play and they'd never seen me before <laughs> perform and this is the one they show up to so they show up and they go to like sit down at the table like kind of in front of the stage <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I was like they were sitting down at the table like all. and I, I kind of walked over to them I was like so here's the thing you're gonna want to like all move to the back along the back. And if you have any drinks on the table, you're probably going to want to move those. And they were like, oh, why? And then like within five minutes of everybody loading into the place, they were like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. And so it was just as soon as we started playing, it just went crazy. And like people were falling into me like, uh, by uh, Terry, our buddy Terry was in a, in a wheelchair, he was filming the set and like, he just like got dumped out of his wheelchair like within like five <laughs> minutes of playing and he's like filming it. Um, and uh, it just, I remember looking back at Shengis, our drummer at one point, and it was just like, you couldn't really hear anything that was going on. It was crazy, there were people like jumping off like the uh, the booth along the side of the, the venue. And, and I just remember looking back at Shangus, and he just like mouthed the words "What the fuck" to me because it was so <laughs> chaotic. Um, and so that was like the first time where I was like, "Oh wow, like people, people dig us. Like people are into this." Because <laughs> it was just, it was just bonkers. And I think, um, like I said, just like people were ready to go off because it was the festival, and and they'd already got to see a ton of like sweet bands. Um, And that was probably one of the best experiences. My favorite part was at the end of it, my stepdad, um, he does respite for, for a lot of, um, people with uh, developmental disabilities. And so he had brought our one buddy Gavin to the show who was like a, just, he was like, Oh, I think he was like nine at the time, nine or 10. And, um, (laughs) he was, (laughs) he was like, my 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 little sister and stuff was kind of like oh this is way too much like ew screaming right but he I guess just loved it so he I, like my stepdad had to stop him from running into like the audience because he just wanted to like go crazy and my, my stepdad after the set was like oh that was crazy he's like I've brought Gavin to like thousands of different things to try and find out what he's into and like you know nothing really gets him going and then he's like and then you guys start playing, and he goes crazy, he's just bouncing away, and then my stepdad's like, and I looked around, and there was like six or seven other guys bouncing the same way Gavin was, and I was like, do they have autism too? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's awesome. so cool. I
0: was like, I was like, probably, honestly, like, you know what I mean? It's uh, It's a diverse community, and so, and that was probably the funniest moment, when this little, this little guy just like, was super into it and he comes out at the end and Jimbo from Mr. Hands was like, buddy, that's so awesome. He like ran in and grabbed him a bunch of stickers and buttons and was like, you take these home and <laughs> it was so cute. But yeah, that was one of the wildest shows that we've probably played to date in terms of just crowd response and um,
1: That was at Harmony it, Lunch? Yeah.
0: It was at Harmony Lunch. So capacity was like 60, 60 or 70 and we, we definitely pushed it that day. Like I... <laughs> you know there was definitely I mean it's it's not really it's it's turned into something else now but yeah I I would say there were 75 or 80 people in there
1: which that, is bonkers that, so <laughs> that place was like oh, like around for a long time right like like for like
0: yes so Harmony Lunch was like there was like this older couple and it had been around forever um and they served they were like well known for their burgers right because it's like a pork and beef burger I don't know people love them right they were just like just like a good dirty burger. And, uh, it was just like this old diner vibe. And then they, they ended up closing because I think they retired. Um, and then it got bought up by somebody else, um, who kind of just kept the aesthetic of it. Like he, he changed up a bit of it, but like he managed to get the recipe for the burgers. And so that was really the focus. He kind of kept the food focus sort of the same as, as, um, as the original harmony lunch with just that sort of diner vibe they had milkshakes and stuff so it's it, the building itself has been around for oh my goodness i don't know since the 30s or 40s probably like yeah, yeah. like
1: i've been inside there and it's like established in like 19 it's like 25 or something like that or yeah something.
0: it's crazy i i know that my, my my dad who worked like shift work um at one of the factories there and that was sort of their when they were like like the original owners, they, they opened it at night. So it was like open 24 hours because they wanted to be able to accommodate all the shift workers in the city. Um, so my dad, like that, I, my dad has been going there forever, like since before I was born. So yeah.
1: Crazy. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: Uh, you got any more,
1: uh, Bannictus?
0: Okay. So I guess this one was, uh, It was less to do with when we were playing and more to do with uh, the venue we were playing at. So we uh, played a show in Chatham. I don't know. Have you been to Chatham before?
1: I haven't been to Chatham, but I (laughs) feel Yeah,
0: Yeah, so (laughs) I know I have have friends there and I've heard it referred to as the butthole of Ontario. So I I don't (laughs) know, but we always have a good, but we played at um, like one of the only places in Um, Chatham, it's called The Elephant's Nest. And uh, we were playing it with um, John Creedon and I forget who else. Oh, Wired Wrong. And was it Wired Wrong? And then, um, or no, sorry, it was Lee Resistant, I think. And uh, this band called Saves the Night. They're like a pop-punk band from from Windsor. And so, of course, we were the outlier once again because Bad A was the only (laughs) hardcore band And I remember, like, even, like, Lee, who was running the show, like, Lee Resistant, was like, I I don't know how it's going to go because, like, you know. Um, But it actually, it went surprisingly well. I was expecting people to just file out of the place the moment we started playing. And, like, that certainly happened. Like, there was, like, a good mass exodus of, like, the older folk that were in the place. And while I'm playing, so I'm, like, playing on the floor and they're, like, walking behind me. And I just couldn't stop myself from laughing because that was just, like, I, I live for playing events where I'm like not welcome at all <laughs> like I don't know why what it is about that but just I love that like sense of like nobody like just that like sense of like I don't know having to play to people that don't want to hear
1: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I don't know, there's
0: something within that that's just hilarious to me and so uh but we played and it was great we even had some people moshing um but the best part was so Chatham is like small town vibes and so we're I'm sitting at um we're sitting at a table with our drummer Shangus and and Shady and um there's this like this bro- this you can see the brewings of like this fight starting to happen at the bar right there's like you've got like the like the the country like dudes from like Chatham and then you've got these weird kind of like gangster but also kind of country dudes and you could they were like lipping off to each other but it was kind of like not a lot going on and it was just like a little bit of back and forth and of course um being the shit disturber that he is all the time he was like okay i gotta get this going so (laughs) he thinks that but so you've got all these like country guys and then shenghis gets up with his like leather boots with like the chains and his like leather jacket and he's got like this ridiculous like kind of like mullet with a rat tail and he just looks like you know a a crusty punk bastard would look and so he's like okay I want to get I want to see what happens here so he gets up and he thinks he's going to get them going by like going up and like walking in between them and like getting something from the bar and like (laughs) it was almost the hilarity was in the like the non-event that happened after that so he gets up while these two people are like going at it verbally and he just like kind of like saunters between them and is like excuse me fellas and instead of like riling them up and like getting in their way they were like oh sorry sir like they all like backed off of him <laughs> And so you've got these like two like masses of like dudes on either side of the bar and then shang is just standing there at the bar with his leather and his chains <laughs> just like <laughs> waiting for his 50 and it's like He was like, comes back to the table. He's like, I'm so disappointed. Like, why why didn't that get them going? I thought I was gonna get them going. (laughs) Yeah, and it it sort of diffused it. And then of course, like two hours later, they're out front of the bar, just like you can see them like fighting down the street. And one of them kind of looked like Randy Orton. So we were, you know, might have been antagonizing and telling him to give somebody the RKO. But,
1: yeah. RKO. You know, that's, R-K-O. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's just chat. That's just Chatham. So like, I'm pretty sure that's pretty par for the course in that area.
1: <laughs> yeah. I would assume so for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. What's mm. your go-to gas station snack? Uh,
0: okay. So cheese. It's. Like the, so this, this came from like when I traveled for Derby, like before the like Cheez-Its for the longest time they weren't available in Canada, Mm -hmm. like cheese, they have cheese nips here, but it's not the same. It's not the same. So, so, um, when I used to travel for Derby all the time, I would always stop at gas stations and buy the bags, like those like mini bags of Cheez-Its. And so now they sell them here. And so that's like one of my go-to like (laughs) gas station snacks. Um, Oh, what else? Um, I also um have an affinity for Hostess snacks. So like, <laughs> yeah, so like passion flakies and like, um, you know Twinkies and things like that. I don't know what it is about a gas station and me wanting to buy those, but like, I always go for the like nasty like Hostess snacks and Joe
1: <laughs> Louis and like, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Yeah, that's one of my yeah. favorites.
0: <laughs> that and um. I would always if, if they had pineapple Fago for the longest time if I could find pineapple Fago in a, in a gas station I would buy that um, now that I live in Windsor Fago is just plentiful here so
1: yeah yeah, um, they, it's not really an issue but <laughs> they got to cater to the juggalos
0: <laughs> exactly a hundred percent it's uh, yeah which is a which is a subculture that I find fascinating so I'm not gonna lie I love <laughs> juggalo culture everything about it just like amazes
1: me and I <laughs> do you, do you actually see uh, any juggalos out in like in Windsor and like, do you actually see uh, them? In- I,
0: okay. So I don't, I haven't, like I said, we haven't been out to like a lot of, but like, I know they're out there. Like, I know <laughs> there's a ton of them out there. I, I think they're just not walking around in makeup 24 seven. So that it, it's mm-hmm. hard to like differentiate the, you know, the juggalos from, from. <laughs> the regular <folk. laughs> but I know that like I know that there's a lot of people here that are, are super into Insane Clown Posse so um, yeah <laughs> I can't wait to get over to Detroit so that I can like you know take it in it's full in it's full
1: glory <laughs> would, would you go to an ICP show
0: um one of Bad Egg's goals for 2022 or 2023 is to play the Gathering of the Juggalos oh, so 100% yeah yeah <laughs> So this is like a very real thing we've been discussing lately. So, so hopefully, hopefully we can make that happen. Cause
1: yeah, no, (laughs) hundred (laughs) percent. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So if bad egg was at the level of Metallica, so you guys are selling out arenas, what's Mm -hmm. the rock star dream writer? What's in the green room waiting for you?
0: Okay. So the, uh, a shit ton of marijuana for chris and for scott and for most of the other band i i partake but not not nearly to that level um <laughs> but uh so first of all yeah so definitely some good edibles uh, yeah, that would be that would be key especially for post-show um oh goodness uh trying to think of what soda. So we've been, there's a, there's a soda shop really close to us. Uh, Chris and I here in Windsor called soda prop bros. And he does, uh, his own pop and he does like, um, so I don't know if you know that, uh, Fago came out with this, like, there was like this crazy demand for this fireworks, this Fago fireworks soda. And it's basically like, um, those like bomb pop, popsicles. It's that flavor. So it's like the, the red, white, and blue popsicles. That's the flavor and people were selling them for like $80 a bottle for two liters. Cause nobody could get their hands on them. Yeah. So, so maybe that just, just out of the inconvenience sake, like, Oh, you know, but uh, the soda pop grows, they do their own rendition of it called bomb pop and it's phenomenal. So I'd have to be stacked with something like that. Um, Oh, let's see. Definitely Doritos Doritos. Like, as many bags as we could get, uh, trying to, I'm trying to, like, account for the other band members and riders, um, definitely some, like, definitely gonna want some, like, 810s, some good, like, loud gear, so that would be an important rider thing, I, I don't, I don't care, I, the, the less, uh, the less, um, what am I looking for? The less expensive microphone, the better for me, because I'm I'm just a disaster with my microphone. So uh, anything expensive is just not gonna see the light of day for long. So <laughs> so give me the like, give me like a sure SM58 with like 30 feet of like cable so that I can like wrap myself up in it. So that that's important. Um, like, would it be too much to ask for puppies? Like, could I ask for dogs? Like on our rider? Because that. Like, <laughs>
1: Th- that's like a great there needs writer. to be
0: riders in our dressing room yeah so i think those i think that covers the basics weed snacks um gear and, and dogs
1: one of the best ones i heard was uh that uh, get the promoter to bring their uh, a, a puppy so that you can take them for a walk
0: yes yeah that well, would I, be that would be i would accept that that, that yeah. would be like you know If you're not going to provide one in the room, at least bring me your dog so I can pet it. If you're not going to provide
1: multiple dogs, (laughs) I guess I'll take one for a walk. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, I got one more question here for you. Uh, What are your your top five favorite artists of all times? Oh, good God. I hate these lists. This this
0: feels like so much pressure.
1: If you can't give Um, five, you can give three.
0: No, that's fair. Uh, Bikini Kill. Nice. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, Kathleen Hannah is a huge influence on me, so that would be one. Um, okay, so I have been a huge Deftone fan, Deftones fan forever, so I'm going to put them in my top five, and it might be controversial, but that's, that's one of my top fives. Um, let's see. Bikini Kill, top five. Okay, so, (laughs) Uh, Jefferson Airplane, (laughs) don't don't ask why, but that is like, I listen, like, that's what I listen to, to get ready for Bad Egg sets, like, I will sing, (laughs) like, like Grace Slick, (laughs) and I'm not, not actually like her, because nobody can really recreate that, but, um, so that's just like, a don't know, that's, that's a funny one, but, um, I'm trying to come up with, like, a good like what's one of the most like influential well okay so black flag i'll put up there mm-hmm. um especially earlier black flag uh, you know um what are we at that's one two three four um and okay so one of the like most influential like hardcore bands on on me in terms of like style and just like the way they, i love ceremony so ceremony is going to go up there in like a top five because they're just a phenomenal i think they're like yeah so that's five i could list probably you know a hundred more but those are five that like probably have pretty big influences on me and 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 sort of my my performance and like my writing and stuff like that so
1: ceremony's coming through with turnstile and citizen I know. (laughs) Tickets sold out immediately.
0: Yeah, I I assume that would happen. Um, I'm banking on that. I haven't looked, but I'm banking on that being in Detroit. And then I'm also banking on the border being open by then uh, without having to do the PCR test. So uh, because we live about five minutes from the tunnel. So (laughs) into Detroit. So uh, that's definitely something we're looking forward to uh, once sort of you know, the restrictions and stuff, um, lighten a bit, like, uh, you know, it's not really an issue. We we can go now, but you still need to, I think you still need to do the 72 hour, like PCR test. So Mm -hmm. when they start to lift that, then I definitely look forward to getting over to Detroit as much as possible because Detroit really has a, well, like an incredibly historic music, you know, scene. So we look forward to that for sure. And I know that uh, a lot of people in Windsor, I think, um, the scene here isn't as big as it could be. And I think a big part of that has to do with the fact that you can go to Detroit in five minutes um, and they've got basically everything you could you know
1: want in music over there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. Well, before we wrap up, do you have any more anecdotes you want to share?
0: Um, I could, I have tons from like, maybe not necessarily when bad egg played, but I have a really funny one. If you like block parent, you will find this. uh to be hilarious uh and oh actually it was Frank Dukes but so when we were running our house show like house venue um we had uh, Block Parent and Frank Dukes play it was Block Parent's first show uh, but I believe it was during Frank Dukes's set and so uh we're all standing down there it's packed and somebody decides there's <laughs> there's always you know a couple Cruster Punks that are just like yeah just like just complete chaos, right? And so um, during Frank Dukes' set, uh, somebody pantsed one of the uh, regulars, Bry Guy, I'll call him for lack of a better, um, and, and so somebody pantsed him during Frank Dukes' set, and instead of pulling his pants back up, he just proceeded to, like, mosh into this massive crowd of people, pantsless, which was like funny for, for like, for a bit. And then it just kept going. And so so, I'm standing to the side with Chris and um, Jacob from Blockparent, who Jacob from Blockparent is like, just like, there's like camera out, just full on. There's like filming this because he thinks it's hilarious. But then I was like, okay, this is too much. There are people here that don't want sweaty, crusty, punk dude, you know they don't want that they want any part of it and I I don't either so so I had to like I basically had to like strong arm him into the side room and force him to pull up his pants (laughs) 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 I was like look man I'm going to like you cannot stay if you don't put your pants back on and he was like, like drunk and like oh it's just a body like why does anybody care and I was like people care trust me like please put your pants back on and that was probably the only time I've had to ever at a show be like, please put your pants back on.
1: Yeah, please. <sighs> so, I need you to put your pants back on. Yeah, it's really you're important. You're going to have
0: everybody. to put those on. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, That's so, so th- freaking funny.
0: Yeah. So that was, uh, that was definitely not a bad egg scenario, but it was definitely a snake pit, uh, (laughs) definitely one of the more legendary snake pit moments.
1: (laughs) Oh, amazing. That's great. That's great. Well, Stacy, I think that's it. I think we're going to wrap it up there.
0: Awesome. Sounds Uh, good.
1: Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to do this with me.
0: Oh, thank you for having me on. It was awesome to reflect on, you know, some great times that were had and, and hopefully we'll get to have, a ton more
1: going forward so uh, where can all the listeners find all the social medias and if there's anything else you have to uh plug or give a shout outs to now would be your time
0: sure um so you can find us anywhere we're on spotify i believe we're on itunes uh Bandcamp, i always love because then we actually see a little bit of money <laughs> as opposed to spotify which is like awesome but you know I'll, uh, I'll do something with my 10 cents inevitably, but, um, yeah. And then, so, uh, Instagram, we're just bad egg underscore heart HC, uh, Facebook, you can find us on bad egg, uh, find us there. Um, and then also check out pink lemonade records, um, at, uh, I'm obviously involved with as well. So you can find us on all socials, um, as well. Um, I'm trying to think of, we've got definitely pink Lemonade's definitely got some things in the works for 2022 um we're scheming right now and and so hopefully we'll have a little more on that in the near future but uh definitely stay tuned to pink lemonade records and um check out our youtube channel as well cuz that's where you can find the lemonade stand the first one and we hope to do more of those going forward so yeah
1: right on maybe you'll see Hellbent do one soon yes <laughs>
0: that would be <laughs> awesome
1: awesome awesome well we're going to end with a bad egg tune called gate creep take it easy stacy See ya. Folks, that was my conversation with Stacy Jones of Bad Egg, the punk rock flea market that gets held in Kitchener-Waterloo and Pink Lemonade Records. We had a great conversation. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review whatever podcast app you're listening to. Follow us on Instagram, at Panic Uh, If you want to be a guest, if you want to be featured on the show in any capacity, if you want your music featured, you want to be a guest on the show, uh, and you want to tell a crazy story, or if you got some old demos that you want me to dig up and feature on Throwback Thursday, shoot me an email directly. Banecdotes at gmail.com. That's how we get it done, folks. All right, I'm tired. I don't know about you folks, but it's been a pretty packed weekend full of hardcore shows. Uh, You know, we just had Toys for Tots 3 happen, uh, Rust, um, Debt to Society. I can't even remember who else played that. I think Die Alone played that in Hamilton. And then we had Category 514 and Reality Denied, Cohesion, and Gavel, and Last Wretch, and Warehouse last night. Ugh. Tell you what, I'm I'm tuckered out. It's been a jam packed weekend, so get your rest. Make sure you drink water. Take it easy, folks.